A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Well, hello. If you're looking for Golf is Ruining My Life, episode three, you're in the wrong place. Episode four, you're in the wrong place. Episode seven, series three, you're in the right place. That's my way of saying welcome to Golf is Ruining My Life, episode seven, series three. You couldn't be in a better place if you're looking for episode seven, series three, to be fair to you. You've really come to the right um, aural space. Not just an aural space anymore, also a YouTube and Instagram space. There's so many spaces we're in. Um, And these spaces are powered by our friends at Pitch in Soho, bringing you the most Soho house golf experience you could ever have. It is like that, isn't it? Mm. Oh, look, there's a famous person playing golf. Yeah. Oh, look at those wood panels. They're really nice. in a modern way. There's three of them in central London. They're all brilliant. And uh, thanks to our pals at Pitch. And of course, as ever, Cobra Puma for looking after us. Thanks also to my friend and my coach and my soulmate, Howard at golf for you i've just got back from a lesson with howard right? yeah you tr- where is howard base can i just ba- can i just take you through the logistics i am slightly blurry today i've got sort of road blur because uh we are recording this at pitch in central london and howard is not based in central london yeah you trek to go and see him right he's based basically you go east and keep going until there's ocean and just before there's ocean you stop and you get out and howard's waiting for you that on is- a windswept beach with advice and swing thoughts oh a windswept beach with advice <sighs> You've come to me, my traveller from Zone Two. This, this, there's a there's a golf book that I read that's very like that. It's like yeah. a it's like a golf book about this old. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, golf, uh, the king, golf in the kingdom, something oh. like that. That's very much like a, a a weary old golf Scottish teacher, which yes. I imagine is what Howard's like. Howard is Scottish. Yeah, yeah. Golf in the and kingdom. You got to read it. It's he, brilliant. He's not weary, but he is brilliant. He was just waiting for me on a on a windswept beach and. Uh, it, it was it was amazing, but I've now done that thing of racing back into town in my car, right, with sort of golf therapy at the far east of England, mm. and like proper like. He said to me at one stage, he said the line, "You're good at golf, but you're not a golfer." Oh, what does that mean? Oh, I could pull that apart for hours. What does that mean, Howard? Hours, hours, hours. What well, does that mean? What does well, he mean by that? Obviously, there was a lot of context. You know, at that point, I was crying. Um, I was saying that I just play golf because my mother never loved me enough. Uh, no, it's uh, because I am no good at accepting the ups and downs and the natural fact that no one is perfect at golf. The the way we are all way too hard on ourselves. And the golfers, the proper golfers, turn those those noises down and accept that. Yes, eight out of 10 shots are good when they're at that elite level, but two are going to be bad. And when those two happen, you don't tear your swing apart. You don't berate the fact you're there. You don't, you know, gnash and sort of scream at the sky. You you suck it up and you get on with it. Is there any other sport that's like this? No, that's why I'm obsessed with it. Totally. Snooker. 
Yeah, I could imagine snooker. There's a little bit of snooker's got this. The game is in your head as opposed to what's happening. But a game of snooker, you play against someone else. There's no other game, and, and correct me if I'm mistaken. Maybe running has got this. Cycling has got this a bit. And there's a certain type of middle-aged man who loves cycling. Now you're competing against yourself and your own times and your own performances, and that is the thing about golf, isn't it? But I like the the idea of the 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 weary and the weathered old Scottish teacher. Yeah, giving you advice, and it's not so much about okay, go from outside to in, or hit the inside of the ball, or let's reduce that top spin, or anything like. It's nothing no. to do with that. It's more of a, it's more sage advice. Well, today was because we've come to the end of a course of only three or four sessions with him, but those sessions have seen him completely deconstruct what I do and really go into what I do wrong. Technically, you're you're doing this when you pull away from the ball. You're turning wrong, like really changing stuff. Right. And I've uh, taken those on board and I feel like they're in my swing now, but I still feel really wobbly and like cluttered, mentally cluttered with a thousand thoughts to the point where I'm almost doing a little Rosenthal. Our friend uh, Tom Rosenthal, who's actually here today, who's weirdly here at pitch before, you know, giving truth to the Soho House vibe of this place. He is our Lord and Savior. The Rosenthal thing, he doesn't do this anymore, but getting stuck in front of the ball, almost like this kind of paralysis of thoughts. Oh, what do I do? What do I do? And I've almost been getting to that point. But after today, I am good to go. That idea of getting caught behind the ball or the yips. It's yips. It's what it is, it's the yips. yips. Yeah. My friend Chris, who's the deputy or the the the, the, the one just below, below the pro at Bolton Golf Club. Yeah. He got the yips with his driver really early on. And he now has to have a trigger where he drops his body weight just before he pulls his back swing. A little bit like, is it Sam Bennett who performed really well at the Masters this year? Who was yeah. that? Yeah, was it Sam? I mean, that might not be his actual name, but you know the guy, mm-hmm. the the amateur. The amateur, the, the best amateur. Bennett, let's call him Bennett. Ever. He, yeah, he sort of had this little... Alex. I feel like it was an Alex. Anyway, oh. you're going you're gonna to look it up now. Yeah, hold on. Oh, God. Hold on. Oh, jeez. You entertain them. This is what happens, isn't it? This is what happens. I think it is Sam Bennett, you know. Well, uh, my protein's been delivered. Hashtag gains. Uh, there it is. <laughs> it's just going to be like... Yeah, Sam Bennett, you big loser. Sam Bennett, so Alex Sam Bennett, Bennett had this little trigger thing where he... Let's just keep all that in the podcast. Fine. He just sort of drops down and gets gets going. But my friend Chris had this as well. Mm. And it's that that idea that you have to have a trigger to get things going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've put this massive mental block up, haven't you? Because there's so many thoughts and the thoughts are just racing each other around. They're ch- you're chasing your own golf tail. Yeah. And you need an adult to come along and hit you hard across mentally hit you hard. And that's what Howard has done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a whip and uh, yeah. that's what happens. No, you do need to have a mental thing that goes and just you have to get on with it. But I sort of had this perfect nine holes of golf recently. This amazing nine holes on a Wednesday evening. Mm. It was that it was the day that I did well at the competition. Mm. And it's because I didn't care. Yeah. And about five holes in I thought I'm in Zen golf. Yep. I've entered Zen. Yes. I didn't care. Everything was just sort of working out. I mean, you know what my golf game's like. I was on the sixth tee. Mm. Is that the par five? Uh, it is, yes. I was on the sixth tee, mm. all square. Uh, hang That's on. unheard of. Level par? Level par. What? Yes. That's incredible. Yes. Not, not, gross, not net. Gross. No, no, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, no handicap taken on. I just parred my way those through. Those first few holes are really tricky. Really difficult. Wow. And I just played really calm yeah. and really relaxed and like I played really boring. I took, but this is That's, what screwed me over yeah. on the second the other day when I took an eight iron and flushed it and went through the back mm. because on this Wednesday I was over clubbing everything yeah. and hitting it at seventy percent. Mm, so always do it. That 
it worked on that day. Yeah. But then as soon as I got a bit of confidence in my swing and went for it, mm. those 70% shots became 100% shots and I was I flew everything through the uh, through the back. We're still at that stage of the year, though, where we're getting our measurements in, right? Especially we've both got new clubs. Thank you yeah. to our pals at Cobra. You've got new clubs. It's a new season. The balls are warming up a bit. It's all changing. and You've got to just give be, go easy on yourself, right? Um, Howard told me a really interesting thing about um, the yips, right? So he uh, was a pro. He was on the tour. And uh, they were doing stuff where they looked, they did like brain scans wow. to see what's going on in your brain, the electricity in your brain when you're about to putt to investigate the yips. You know, like they put the, like the helmet. Yeah, there's the scanner yeah. thing. Yeah. The, the scanner thing on and they got him putting. And uh, while they're warming up to do it, he's putting and it's, 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 he, he's, he's completely yipped to pieces. He can't do it while they're getting ready. They get him to do these little putts and he's stuck. And it's like, and, it, and he said it was like the putter was a, a gun. They were like bullets flying off. You just couldn't control the putter, right? Right. Then they turned a whiteboard around and went, these are the best putters in the world. If you can achieve these scores that they achieved on this bit of putting green here, you are going to be in the top 10 putters in the world. And his brain went. Just and the, calmed. And the yips erased. They went away because he was in competition mode because he was a professional. He was on the tour. So this is, he got the yips after he retired and was just playing golf. And it was part of being in that sort of calm, loose, just playing for fun that he got the yips. So you Because think he's a reverse to the rest of us. The rest of us, the opposite. I'm the opposite. If I go out with you of an evening for nine holes, like you're talking about, Zen golf is something I will naturally walk into. Mm. As soon as I go into competition mode, as I did a couple of weeks ago on that Saturday and got 19 over par, I'm in uh, yip time, mate. Well, I'm friend, the mayor of yip time. Friend of the show, Simon Dyson, I... I um skied my driver on the first. Did he play in the Masters, Simon Dyson? Yeah, he did. Uh, see last week's episode. Um... You scored exactly. Yeah, because I can't deal with the pressure. I turn around to everyone on the first tier when I'm shitting myself, guys. Mm. And here's the thing how it said to me, right? When you're doing your radio and you put the mic up, do you get the yips? No, not at all. No. I'm just like, but that's everything goes. But I know that I just go into that place. Like when we're doing this, I don't have any worries at all. We're just going to go with it. I'm into it. And I'm in the moment and it's happening. But there's, do you know what I mean? So there's like a reverse thing that happens when you are a professional and you are competing for money. When you get in the game, you sort of zone into it. In. But when you're not quite in it, that's when all the yips and the nervousness happens. But it was nice to enter that stage for me, even if it was only it was it was only five holes. I then pulled my driver on that par five and ended up like a bit of a nightmare. Mm. But it was beautiful to be in it for a second mm. of just complete calm, complete relaxation. Yeah. It was it so was beautiful. You know what you need to do now? There's a sort of muscle memory school of thought which says, and I used to People I know used to use this with stand-up. Johnny Wilkinson did it, of course, with uh, rugby, right? He would right. do all this business. There's, if you record that feeling as a physical movement, you can use that next time you play. So when you get into zen, right, whether it's doing this, like getting hooking your fingers together and pulling, or it's pinching your left ear, anything, right? Yeah. I used to have it after a good gig. I did this thing where I'd rub my finger there, right? And then next time I was about to start a gig, I'd rub that. And, and there was a weird thing where I'd go into that. I'd sort of go back into that place where it was going well. Use it, man. So next time you end up, Level par through five. Just get in that. Just do that though. Please make it something really just, stupid. <laughs> just something comical. Or say something really weird. Yeah. And then that, then that's stuck. Then that has to be your happy place. I want to talk about the guy who we had to let in front of us as well the other day and what he pulled out of his bag. So this is the thing. I've never seen you get so upset. So we're about to tee off and the, the cup comes through going on to the 19th, which is quite a moment when a load of very sort of sweaty, tired men sort of bowl up on the first tee and you're like, Jesus, if you guys are like this for the first hole. Good luck for the rest. Yeah, right. But then they go, we're just 
I'm playing 18. This is hour six. We're all square. Sorry, we've got to come. They were very nice. They were, yeah, yeah. But, but you got very cross. I wasn't cross. I've just not seen this done in years. Mm. My guy pulled a Nike Sasquatch driver out of his bag. <laughs> I've not seen the Nike Sasquatch. The Nike Sasquatch driver, right, mm. is a driver that was comically bad when it came out. <laughs> and it must have come out in 2006, yeah. maybe 2007, because this was like when I was a junior golfer. So this was the era of the square driver. Those square, Was it one of the square ones? The square one, yeah. yeah. It looks like the bonnet of a mini Metro. Mm. It's awful he pulled out a, a sasquatch nike driver and i was like wow <laughs> How, i've not I, what a flashback that is the sound of the thing and he just i mean he, he it was it was the guy in red he had an awful shot but i'm not awful. surprised he had a nike sasquatch in his it, it, in his thing the most extraordinary club but useful if your car's brakes ever fail because you just hold that out the window and the air uh, uh, so it's so horrible. It'll just bring it slow down. It stops you down. Can I interrupt really quickly? Because I've just remembered something that I want to talk to you about. Well, you're interrupting your own story about horrible golf. I know. Clubs, forget so, yeah. about this story. Fill your boots. Now, we're going to be kind here, okay? Mm. We're going to be kind about what we're going to talk about. Okay, good. We're going to be we're gonna be lovely people because we are lovely people. Mm-hmm. We played golf with someone the other day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, we have to be kind because this is a public forum. Yeah. It? We yeah. play golf with this guy, right? And he had he had something that I wish I had, that I will never have. He had this thing where, and certain golfers do this, he t- rocked up and played uh, 18 with you, nine with me, because I stormed off. Um, and he, he came up with this old golf bag and he had this set of m- old Mizuno irons. Blades. Mizuno blades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, wow, what a player. Mm-hmm. And he played off two or something. And he had this ability to strike a Mizuno iron for 15 years ago beautifully and he yes. did it so casually and I think that's the coolest thing in the world. It was like someone had just walked through a, a rip in the space-time continuum yeah. and they had grabbed some clothes from the 1950s yep. which we talked about and he was like, yeah, I like wearing this old kit and I'm like, good for you, man. He looked cool. I think he looked cool. I'll tell you what, you've got to be good if you do that. You oh, cannot yeah. wear the Bertie Worcester golf kit and then turn up and miss the ball. You've he got to be unbelievable. Good. And he was very good. And he had he had on like traditional golf shoes, yep. like almost like the old school foot joys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like the, 350 quid a shoe type job. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And then these sort of slacks on. Like I I think he looked really cool in my opinion. Like mm. it was a very different look to there's I feel like there's two strands of golf now. There's like the Cobra Puma look, mm. which is the more modern joggers look. Yeah. And then there's the people who go very old school cool which is like the like macklemore who's got into golf the the rapper yeah he goes for that more traditional look but they mm-hmm. both pull it off in a really mm-hmm. cool way i thought he looked really cool but he just had this thing where he pulls out these 15 year old mizuno irons <laughs> and just compresses them and the noise yeah i think it's the coolest thing because i'm turning up with like my brand new driver from this year and all my brand new stuff and i can't hit it anywhere near as well he as did he can he he put it in the woods at one stage and he decided to balloon a four iron out oh, yeah. of the woods with some fade on it. And it was it was like watching a flop shot that was about 180 yards with a four iron blade. Yeah, which moved from left to right about 30 to 40 yards. Played by, you know, the lead suspect in an Agatha Christie golf yes. mystery. Like it was it was so surreal. But, but uh, you know, a lot of fun, Tom. I just thought his ability to to rock up out of nowhere mm. with knackered old clubs and strike them the way he does. Yeah. 
is cool. So, I just don't know if I'll ever have. I, I don't know if I'll ever have that. Well, here's my question to you, right? You have that a bit. What do you mean? You can strike an iron. You yeah. can strike an iron. I can't strike an iron. Well, that's very kind of you to say. But I think that I, what I liked about him, right, was that he rocked up and he just added his name to our, to our little tea time. Mm, yeah. It's a Saturday afternoon. It's really busy at the club. I'm completely fine with him doing that. But I always feel if I ever do that, I feel very self-conscious about doing it. And I feel very like, do you mind if I join you? And I'll go and check who I'm playing with and see what their handicaps are. And this guy, he just he just bowled up, which I admire because in a, in a club with you know lots of members and busy tea times, you've got to do that. You've got to take the space. And that's the nature of golf. You should meet these people. Yeah. I mean, that's how I met should Jason. You? That's how I met Jason, the great love of my life. I love Jason. We love Jason. I don't know if I agree with it though. I, it's really difficult, but when we played golf on that Saturday afternoon, yeah. in my mind, I wanted to have this round of golf that was just me and you. Yes. And we were going to talk about the podcast probably. And maybe we were going to film some stuff on the course. And we were just going to have this thing yeah. that was very niche for you and I. Yeah. And when you add someone else into the mix of that, all of a sudden it becomes this whole other thing. Mm. And I'm just a bit uncomfortable with my afternoon. And this isn't against this guy because this happens at this golf club all the time, our mm. golf club. And I think mm. it happens at loads of golf clubs. I just had a vision of what my afternoon was going to look like. And as soon as you throw someone else into the mix of that, it's a completely different prospect. Yeah, especially when you're going to spend like five hours with these people. Yeah. Especially on a Saturday afternoon. And you don't get that in other sports. No, you wouldn't. I wouldn't walk onto a public tennis court and just with a racket and just, you know, someone's playing and just stand next to them and just start playing tennis. (laughs) Do you mind if I join? (laughs) No, I don't even say that. Hi, just start playing. (laughs) I mean, it's worth doing. And also be incredible and and sort of judge my game. (laughs) Dressed as Bjorn Borg. Like... That would be or someone's playing, you know, rugby in a field somewhere and you just walk on and just go on the wing. Hi guys. All right. Yeah. It's it's, it's a mental. weird it's a weird part of golf. You wouldn't do it in snooker. Just walk up and take a shot. But I think broadly it works, but it is it's socially it's a big risk because especially when someone rocks up and it changes the dynamic of the whole thing. So there you go. I don't think I'd do it. No. I don't think as a single I would just add myself on to I mean in part there is the time that I, I added three people onto an old lady's tea time to bully her off. We've <laughs> spoken about that on the show before, and it did work. <laughs> some, some... With the three people called fuck off and now. That... <laughs> yeah, Deirdre's one o'clock tea time. <laughs> three three blokes all off single figures. <laughs> Come on, Deirdre, we're playing. Oh, Deirdre's not turned up. What a shame. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, Deirdre. I, that's, I shouldn't have done that. That's mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that is pretty mean, but also very funny. Mm. Um, all right, listen, uh, let's advertise some products. Here come the ads. Stand by. You're listening to Golf is Ruining My Life. Um, and, well, I mean, we've talked about all sorts so far today, haven't we? Yeah, there's That's been loads on. A lot of topics. I want to ask you a question. I've got a stat for you. Oh, okay? I love and I want to see what, you, see what you think about Welcome this. Welcome to the stat section of the show. So, here's my question to you. Go. Will anyone ever dominate the sport again like Tiger Woods did? Um, Tiger Woods, when he dominated, it the sport was ripe for the dominating because it was a lot of people who were a little bit older and they were out of shape. And he came along and made this whole statement about being physically an incredible Nick, physically incredibly strong. And he was kind of the only person doing it. So there was this decade where everyone tried to catch up with him. Could that happen again? I'm going to say no. I don't think it could. The stats are insane. So when he was 25, mm. he'd won five majors. Yeah. And won 27 times on the tour. Wow. I didn't know about that 27 times. Like that is complete domination. 
Yeah. And yeah. as you say, I just don't know if it will ever happen again because it was that sort of sweet spot where if you came in and worked on your physique, mm. you did have an edge. Whereas what is the edge right now? I'm, the only person that I think was trying to get there and didn't really do it in the stats, but at least had an idea was if you look at what Bryson was doing, he was trying yes. to dominate with length. Like if that had clicked, he yes. could have he could have owned it for a few years while everyone caught up with him. Yeah. So what you're saying is Bryson was trying to do a tiger, but without necessarily the skill. Just pure, I mean, he's obviously a very skilled player, Bryson, but with pure strength, he was trying to because Tiger was doing a bright. I mean, Tiger was all about strength, mm, yeah. but also an insane amount of practice. Insane what Tiger was capable of. Yeah. Also, I love the way Tiger is now. Certainly, when you watch things like Full Swing and you hear about pros talking about him and. You know, like uh, Finau, and it's just endless players who say, oh, I only played because of Tiger. Yeah. I'm only here. Like Tony Finau, working class guy. His dad didn't know anything about golf. That whole story. And it's all because of Tiger. That's incredible. I know that isn't quite the same question. That's just the impact of Tiger, certainly in terms of, you know, a, a race thing and a class thing. It's incredible. Mm. And that's not going to happen again. In terms it's of domination of the sport. I don't think anyone, yeah. I don't think anyone will do it. Because if you look at the players that have had a had a moment of it, mm. there was a moment where Ram looked like he could win everything, and then he sort of went away, like it sort of went away a little bit. Yeah, all these players that look like, oh my god, this is going to be their year; they're going to dominate. Ram being one, so he goes away for a second because they're just they're mortals. Tiger is an immortal. Yeah, that's he's, what was apparent. Yeah, totally. I wonder if, and here's another here's another question for you, because um, I was going to say, could it happen in the women's game? Okay, yeah. Is that a possibility that someone will come along and just totally dominate the women's game? Why is there only, and correct me if I'm mistaken, one major event, and it's on the European tour, on the DP tour, uh, where it's it's mixed? Why aren't there more mixed tournaments where either men and women play together in a team or, you know, you, you sort out the system they do. There's the, 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 the tournament on the DP tour. Yes. Women go off uh, tees that are a bit further ahead. It's, it's a brilliant watch. Yeah. I feel like I'm now about to wade into a topic that I am sorely uneducated about. Listen, this, the power of being able to edit the podcast. If you hear a lot of silence now, it's because Tom and I have listened back and gone, God, that's absolute cock. Get rid of that. The only thing I think about that tournament is if I was a, um, and I'm not, if I was a female golfer, yes, would I want to be off the same tees as the men? I think I would. Um, because uh, if, Yes, yes. Because yes. surely for every win, and I'm pretty sure it was won by a woman last year, wasn't it? Yes, I it think? was. Yes. Isn't there just a caveat of where well, you weren't off the same tees? And I just wouldn't want that caveat. No, I, I suppose just... not. It was it was weird the other day when my son was playing in his junior open day. They put these kids who are all eight, nine, ten, and there's no difference in their in their physiques at that age at all. That doesn't yeah. kick in until mid to late teens. And they put and they put girls off the reds and boys off the yellows. And I'm like, can we degender tees, which they are now doing? They are it's now big... degendered, to be fair. Of course they should. They haven't done that at our place yet. It's silly. They yeah. should... so if you're a beginner, reds, if you're middle, yellow, if you're yeah. So, but I don't have an opinion on that, on that mixed game thing. I would just, I would just really interested, and I'd be interested to see what people say in the comments about this. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. As a female professional golfer, I think I'd like to be off the same tees. So when I do win, I've won on a complete fair standing. But it's not fair because men are physically going to be stronger. Biologically, they are going to be stronger. Yes. So therefore, if you take away the element of strength and length, i.e. put the women's tees further ahead, then it comes down to skill and then it's game on and it's brilliant to watch. Yeah, but it's quite hard to arbitrarily... Mm, good word. Thank you. Arbitrarily do that. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't get rid of all 
benefits of distance and strength just by going you're 20 yards further yeah yeah you're right you're right you're because right. also being 20 20 20 yards back okay maybe you can lay up before those bunkers or you can go over that corner like but is there anything in like it's like in uh in the tennis you know when they mix doubles it's just great because also women's tennis is brilliant because there isn't the brute speed of of male tennis yeah there is so much more placement and skill and you're like god that's incredible and delicious to watch yeah like i wish that golf could find a way of getting because obviously there's brilliant women's golf on and you can watch women's golf but to to give it even more limelight to put it on a major event yeah would be amazing right? yeah i remember when i played i played around with sophie walker last year who's european tour pro amazing woman incredible golfer yeah. and what struck me so much was she said to me we were walking up the 18th and she said i've had the same yardage in i think i've told this story she was like i've had the same yardage in all day today and it was maybe like 150 yards and i said oh is that an eight iron for you thinking you're a professional you probably hit it far further than i do she's like no 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 that's like a six iron right wow and so not only was she having to take a six for those yards she was also putting it three foot next to the flag i'm like that's incorrect to have that accuracy with a six iron yeah. is insane is absolutely insane and but she also, whipped to be up and down that golf course yeah, all day yeah, yeah but also points to uh something which women will be familiar with which is to be as good as men you have to work that much harder yes because the system is rigged against you yeah so they need to try and de-rig it and like See, it would be good uh, that's and that's why i don't have an, i don't i would love to talk to more professional women's golfers to know where they stand on yeah if they would like the tees to be the same level so you lose that asterisk of it wasn't the same wasn't the same thing also considering we were both uncomfortable having this conversation i think we did quite well i want to be sick (laughs) i like it when we get serious um all right fine that's that slightly thorny topic but not thorny it's interesting and we'll get some you know what we should really do is get some um female guests on soon but that's going to happen right well you play golf with Someone oh, very exciting Mia recently. Baker. Yeah. Yeah, Mia Baker is absolutely amazing. In fact, that's probably why I was thinking about it, because she completely whooped me. She's incredible. And the timing was just just absolutely perfect. And she hits it way further than me. And yeah, I mean, totally. It would be great to get her on. In fact, we should get when we start doing our stuff out on the course, which is coming soon. Ah, that was in today's to discuss, actually. On the show or off the show? On the show. Okay. We've got something very exciting coming to the uh to the YouTube channel really soon, yep. which is we are doing our versus challenge. Yes. Which is Tom versus Tom. Yes. We take on each other. Episode one will be just me versus you. Yeah. Straight down the middle. Yeah. And then from that point, we're bringing guests onto the podcast, guests onto the YouTube channel yeah. to sort of help us out. I'm really looking forward to this. Tom v. Tom. Who's going to win? Tom or Tom? Write it in the comments. Who's the better Tom? I reckon Tom's going to win. Yeah. Who's the better Tom? Open brackets at golf, close brackets. Um, we are going to play. How are we going to do it? So like handicap wise, um, if I'm off five and you're off, what are you off? 12? Uh, 10.5 now. Fine. So we'll just put you off minus five at the beginning or something. Yeah. So I think because we'll probably do nine holes. Yeah. So we'll probably do. I will start five under. <laughs> and you start all square. Okay. And then we just battle it out, stroke play. Okay, fine. And see where things land. Can I can I request some contact from our listeners and indeed viewers here? What are the best tactics for going into a big tournament? Because this will be massive for me. Like, I'm so horribly competitive. Mm. If it's going to be fun, you're just going to watch me get incredibly tense and yeah. sort of, you know, um, like I did my film Bad Golf the other day, which apparently is going to come out quite soon. So oh, that's exciting. Check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I'm not there to entertain people watching on YouTube. I just want to win. Um, I'd love to hear how people cope with when they're doing the medal or when they're doing a big tournament. And I know it's all just like golf and it's fine, but you want to win or you want to do well. What do you do? What are your relaxation techniques? Do you, you use the tension of the day to get even better? How does it work for you? Let us know. Write it in the comments or email us the top. That golf is ruining my life. Co. Uk. I need to not care 
Yeah, which is too. which is the, the the complete opposite of how I feel about live radio. I would rather be live, mics on, no idea what's going on, because yes. I think I'm funnier and better and sharper like that. Yes. Whereas walking onto the first tee and being like, right, it's competition time. This all this means so much to me. That is game over for me. This is what Howard, going back to the first half of the show today, was saying when he said to me, you're good at golf, but you're not good at being a golfer. I'm really good at being a comedian and a DJ because I just know in my bones I can do it. Yeah. Whereas with golf, there's the imposter kind of like, oh, I don't know if I'm doing And the tension ruins the game. So the whole thing falls apart. So you've got to get to that point where you lie to yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what life is, guys. Just lie to yourself. I feel like that whole being an imposter on the golf course thing is really interesting because I am still burdened. Mm. And I had this conversation with someone uh, at Woburn recently. I'm still burdened by the junior golfer in me. And I think you've said this to me as well. I'm still burdened by the junior golfer in me who, was, who wasn't who was very good. Oh, mate, 100%. And I'm still like, oh, God, sorry. I'm, I'm, am I okay? Do I know what I'm doing? Am I all right? Like, yeah. oh, I'm trying to get single figures, but I just sort of get by. And they're like, no, you don't get by. Like, you're a good golfer, man. You've got this. Yeah, But totally. in my head, I'm still the 24 handicapped junior golfer who's bit rubbish and sort of not okay and so you get cross when that person appears in yeah golf, actually, that guy. because actually you're doing all the work and the effort to keep that papered over so no one can see that version of you yeah and when that bursts through you feel like the whole edifice has fallen down of course it hasn't you've just hit a bad shot get over it and i think this is also true this with is good therapy i'm enjoying this i think this is also true with the when i and i said this earlier when i called you it was this episode the last episode I said you were a good ball striker with with irons, right? Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, which you are. You're Thanks, a great mate. ball striker with irons, and I don't think I am. But then I watched a video about recently, mm. and I was like, oh, that sounded like everyone else's does. Mate, watching your swing the other day, who we oh, when we were playing with this other guy, yeah. I was like, he's really, you've really improved, right? Yeah. Definitely improved. And again, but then that's part of the thing. The, 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 the kind of energy and the stress of getting better at golf means you are going to have to ask yourself questions and work and, and sort of face up to your... Uh, your weaknesses in the game yeah get better that's okay yeah but you don't need to have a um, mental breakdown when you're doing it <laughs> which we both did didn't <laughs> we did. how i've got so much to talk about how long left have we got got about five minutes mate fill your boots um i got shouted at the other day at the golf course why are you telling me that you know this is my favorite topic yeah i got shouted at guys we love tellings off Ev if ever you've been told off on the golf course let us know in the comments or the toms at golfersreadingmylife.co.uk or on twitter oh my lord tom i can't believe you have saved you have saved pudding for pudding time yeah and this wasn't at our golf course this was actually a different golf course is it a woven you didn't get shouted at woven. Woven. yeah a little shout out not massive shout out just asked um if i would remind removing my hat Ooh. in the in the clubhouse Ooh. but it wasn't even it was like because woburn's so expansive it was just in the general sort of walking around area and someone said would you just mind taking off your cap i said like, oh mate come on guys I know 2023 it's... bro and i'm sure it was politely done it was she, was, of, she was fine of course it was nicely done and of course there was no harm meant by it but just i loathe that part of this game it's my hat on my head it doesn't mean a thing you don't again if you go and play another sport you know when you're back if you play football or whatever and you're back getting changed and people are like sorry mate can you not have those, those socks on in the what it's nonsense does anyone actually care i'd be really interested to know if anyone's listening to this podcast i imagine our demographic is it, it's, it's more male skewed and also quite young the people that listen to the show and watch this show so i imagine they won't but does anyone it an actually age care? thing am i gonna suddenly turn 50 maybe and just be like Oh, people are wearing shorts without socks up to their knees. Yeah. I can't cope with it anymore. 
Is that what's going to happen? In which case, we need special golf courses for the over 50s. Because yeah. frankly, anyone I know and play with over 50 is completely chilled out and isn't like that at all. And anywhere you go when that happens, take the cap off. I sat in the captain's chair. I've told you this before. Oh, yeah. Playing at Berryland. Gorgeous course. There, there, there's nowhere to sit. It was boiling hot. We were all exhausted. And I just pulled up this random chair without even looking at the chair because I was talking to someone, pulled the chair, sat down, and someone said, sorry, sir, that's the captain's chair. Would you mind moving? And they weren't very nice the way they said it. And I... It was just insane. It was like I was in Buckingham Palace and I just sat on a throne. But it's an old leather chair with a very ropey stain. I think your captain was incontinent a couple of years ago. <laughs> you had to booed yourself, mate. There's no other sports, though, that I can think of. No. That have this or have, like, when you roll into the car park, four spaces at the front, yes. always empty for, like, the board. And okay. for, like, who the... We need to... We Okay, I'm calling it. We need to start a new part of the show called Hashtag Only in Golf. Yeah where we just go after these things that are only happening off. We don't know why. It's completely crazy. I really want, I want more of these. Hashtag only in golf. Uh, write some in the comments. Yeah. Or, or email, email us. us. Yeah. The Tom's at golf is really my life.co.uk. Would you place for them? Things that, yeah, that you don't <sighs> believe happen in any other sport that are really actually holding this whole bloody thing back. Does it need to be like this? I'm now obsessed with trying to think of others as well. It's... We got an email from our golf club updating the, um, the rules around clothes. Did you see that? No. Yeah, we got an email just restating all the, I hope the was... socks and the... Oh, what about that. the hoodies? What's the hoodie vibe? I think you have to be fine with hoodies because... Uh, to be fair, my son, who's a member of the junior team, has got a junior branded hoodie. Yeah, so that would fine. be. Well, but a couple of years ago, a hoodie would have been instant dismissal from the course. Yeah. So, you know, change happens. Yeah, and I do... Our course does sometimes... God, I'm not going to go the bloody other way now. But there are some times on our course where you see people and you're like, what are you wearing? Like, you can't wear that. Like people- You 50-year-old man. <laughs> Unbelievable. So you're wearing a football strip over there. You can't wear Un football strips on golf course. Un well, Would you want that? Would you want someone playing golf in a, in a football top? You've really got into- you've, Would you actually want absolutely that? Absolutely most delicate. Would you want someone going up the first with like an Arsenal top on? But the problem here, Tom, is that uh, there's two parts of me now, right? There's the part of me that just adores the game and I want everyone to play golf no matter what they're wearing. And then there's the part of me that secretly, and as I get towards 50, which is still years off, thinks I could see me getting crossed by that sort of thing. I'm going to have to come, I'm going to have to be honest. No, I don't want no. <laughs> people wearing so the, football kits on golf courses. Oh God, I hate myself. But this is the problem now, is that we've all got this line. We've all oh, got this God. line in our own heads. Everyone that's should like... wear blazers in the clubhouse. Yeah. Oh God, there shouldn't be any women. Oh God, it's happening there you again. Go. You've done it. But that is the thin end of the wedge. Yeah, that's the problem. That's why I hate it. You can't be, well, You sh if you're going to make the argument of, okay, people should be allowed to wear hats, so people sh can wear hoodies, then you have to follow that logic all the way to the, natural conclusion which is mm. you can wear what you want on a golf course and neither of us are willing to do that there so was, we're just as hypocritical as as anyone there was a thing a few years ago at our golf course and we need to finish soon mate there was a thing a few years ago at our golf course where they did like a mad may thing where you could pay 100 quid and you could play as much as you like over may no matter who you My, were yeah dennis told me about this yeah and it was like it, there had been an invasion on the course you sort of turn up and it's just like t-shirts and jeans and and trainers everywhere yeah right? and I was shocked. It happened when I was like 30. And I, I remember getting out of the car and just going, what's happened to my course? And I felt that. And then I had sort of this conflict of, no, this is amazing. All these people are playing golf. I love it. Yeah. But at the same time, horror. Anyway, it hasn't happened since. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs>
I could I could do this for hours. Anyway, this 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 episode has been so long. We've actually we've actually sort of gone into our fifties <laughs> over the duration <laughs> yeah. of the episode. Um, this is Golfers Ruin My Life. Thank you so much for listening. Yes. Thank you for subscribing. If you have done on YouTube, if you haven't, give us a subscribe. We've always got loads of content heading your way. We're going to be out on the course very soon as well. Yeah, the versus series coming. More guests yeah. on the podcast, so you get more exclusive stuff. Go subscribe to the YouTube. Subscribe. Uh, go follow us on, on TikTok and Instagram. It's all there. For you. Yeah, good. All right. Have a good one. All the best. Kind regards. Bye. 